0: Should we tell the people about our new products that we have available for this holiday season
1: and a couple of older ones? Yeah, the other products too, because it's the holiday yeah. season. It's gift giving and gift receiving time. We love this idea. do you remember who approached us at
0: Dragon Con with this? One of the people of the world approached us at Dragon Con. I'm so sorry. They did say you can have this free. It's not like we're stealing an idea from
1: them. We didn't steal it. This is, But we thank you. From the people, for the people, by the people, it is a onesie for your baby that says, we had this. In our logo, where you would normally see we
0: got this, it says we had this. So let the world know when you have your baby that you had this.
1: Yeah. Or if there's a baby in your life and you're like, that baby would be a really good billboard for my favorite podcast, you're right and you can make it happen now.
0: Ooh, billboard babies. Yeah. I like billboard babies. Our billboard babies are going to be way cooler than the Salino and Barnes billboard babies.
1: I was going to say, you remember when the billboard babies grew up and they moved off of the vaudeville circuit and nobody would book them anymore? Yeah. That won't happen here. Yeah, it's tough. We have our onesie.
0: <sighs> anyway. You know what? Be nice to the billboard babies of the world because billboard babies will make <laughs> your dreams come true. <laughs>
1: Here's what you do. You go to maxfunstore.com. You can get the onesie there. You can also get a T-shirt. We got this T-shirt. On the front, it says podcast should have a T-shirt. And on the back, it says podcast should not have a T-shirt.
0: In honor of Mike Furman, who wrote our theme song.
1: Our great theme song. And you can take that and wear it and then explain it to people and get them into the podcast. (laughs) And if you want art, you're like, listen, I'm advertising you on my baby. I'm advertising you on my back. How do I keep a momentum – a momentum –
0: A momentum.
1: How do I keep a memento of my favorite podcast on the planet on the wall of my home? Well, we have a poster. Silly. That's
0: right. We have a poster. It's beautiful. Len Peralta designed us what looks like a vintage boxing match ringside poster, yes. and it's a lot of fun. So yeah, check that out. Check out our t-shirt. And of course, for this holiday season, if you're having a baby or just had a baby or know anyone who is having a baby or are in fact yourself a baby and you think, wow, that might fit me.
1: Or if you have a medium-sized dog. oh yeah. With, you know, all of his limbs in human spots. Yeah. Put our onesie on your dog, please. <laughs> and then send us a picture. We want to see your dog wearing AKA, a human onesie. AKA your baby wearing our podcast on the in the form of a human onesie. To make it all happen, you go to maxfunstore dot com and that's it. It sounded like you were gonna give the rest of a URL. Well, yeah. Go to maxfunstore dot com slash
0: all you have to put is the slash and it'll just go to the homepage.
1: Don't slash. Go to maxfunstore.com right now. Do your shopping ahead of time and get it in plenty of time for the holiday so you can gift wrap it and deliver it with the glee of Santa or whoever you celebrate.
0: And while you are waiting for it to arrive, please enjoy this episode of We Got This with Mark and Hal. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi.
1: Since the dawn of humanity, One issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle, once and for all. Clean Play Thanksgiving Edition.
0: That's right, don't worry everyone, we got this. Podcasts
1: should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme
0: song. Yes they should. No they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip
2: past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this.
1: Oh, ho, 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 Mark, I'm so full. Oh, <laughs> Santa, is that you? Oh no, it's me, Hal. I'm just full of food, and this is what I sound like. This is what happens when you
0: get full of food. Can I sit on your lap and tell you what I want for Christmas? You sure can. At your own peril.
1: <laughs> uh, my own
0: peril. Wait, You'll are see. you wearing those spiked knee pads from that post-apocalyptic movie again?
1: that's right no zombies will sit on my lap well
0: you know if santa is making his first appearance it must be thanksgiving happy thanksgiving
1: hal happy thanksgiving mark i'm so excited i love eating so much and this is the holiday (laughs) for me oh yeah all as much food as possible do you take a cheat day on thanksgiving from your program i think i'm going to do uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have a Thanksgiving meal. Who
0: yeah. am I kidding? Can you bank cheat days until then?
1: No, I just have to. I say to until
0: here. then. We're recording this minimal days before Thanksgiving. Yeah,
1: it's practically Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm not going to eat anything. Well, tomorrow they're doing a Thanksgiving lunch at our company, so I'm gonna Ooh, have that. Yeah. And then next, and then I get Thanksgiving again the following Thursday, and it's gonna be great. I'm very excited for it. Uh, you, you love Thanksgiving, right? I mean, you I love do.
0: Meat. Come I love Thanksgiving. I love eating. I love, for me, it's more about the traditions of Thanksgiving. It's about cooking the same dishes every year, right. doing the same things, you know, like revisiting those great old family traditions, seeing my family, enjoying all of the wonderful bounty that we are blessed to have, saying thanks. Like in particular, the, the, these past couple of years, I've had a lot to be thankful for. So I really appreciate Thanksgiving and try to take the meaning of it to heart. The meaning, yeah. the modern meaning of Thanksgiving, not the original 1621. Hey, thanks for helping us not die.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, th- there's nothing like that time honored tradition where everybody goes around the table and says what they're thankful for. Yeah. And everybody says, I'm thankful for my friends and family and for my family and my friends and for yeah. all of us being together. And also for Squanto coming and showing us how corn works. <laughs> they called it maze.
0: Well, whatever. we have a whole bunch. I've of. I've been <laughs> corn maze. I've been to a corn maze just this year. Hal, did you get out of it or did you were you trapped in the corn maze? Uh, I eventually got out of it. I found an exit. It said emergency exit. <laughs> but I was like, this is good enough.
1: Are you bad at mazes? Yes. Because you, you like puzzles. You like an escape I like, room.
0: I love an escape room, but something where it's just remember this pattern of where you walked. I can't do that on places I go every day.
1: <laughs> well, it's only like you have to go backwards. I think like the thing about a maze mm-hmm. is it's less skill and more guesswork if you're walking through it. If you're walking through a hedge maze, you have no idea. Yeah, which it's way
0: dumb luck. Exactly. You make one wrong turn and then the rest of the maze is dumb luck.
1: Yeah, you're like, oh, I made a right, I went the correct way. I made a left, there's a minotaur, I'm dead. Like, mm-hmm. there's no skill to that. Yeah.
0: Ooh, I really wish that there were more Greek mythology-themed mazes around the fall. Like, you really do have to go into the middle, battle the minotaur, and
1: get off of Crete. Minotaurs are a protected species, so you can't just go Ugh. fighting them anymore.
0: Gah.
1: everything's a protected
0: species
1: now. Now
0: you're telling me that I won't be able to spear Medusas.
1: Well... Mark, I hate to tell you what you can't spear Medusas anymore. Man,
0: they just outlawed it. They they don't like it. They just outlawed it. (laughs) Yeah, so there is a slight. There's a slightly older generation who is real peeved that they used to go spear Medusas and now they can't Mm -hmm.
1: anymore. Yeah, there's some guy with like a stone arm who's like, I gotta get them all back. (laughs) I'm getting them all back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're not here to talk about Medusas. We're here to talk about Thanksgiving, and we are here to clean the plate, much as you, I hope, will do on Thanksgiving, Hal. And I know that I will attempt to do, but I never... What's left on your plate when you're
1: done? Nothing. Really? In fact, I will lick the plate clean. I was going to ask you if you do this, or if it's just me. I'll also, look, if I'm having soup, Mm -hmm. there are very few plates. Maybe Buckingham Palace, I wouldn't do this. I will pick up the bowl and tilt it into my mouth. I don't do, like, the one spoon at a time. What is that garbage? There's only broth in there. I'm going to drink it. And Wait, what if it's done? It's, oh, no, I will find okay. a if way it's, to lick that
0: plate. If it's a brothy soup, I understand. But you're not going to turn – you're not going to pick up a bowl of, like, potato cheddar soup and dump that into your mouth. I mean, once you take
1: all the potato chunks out, it's just liquid. <laughs> yes, you tilt it towards you and then you slowly scrape the spoon away. Look, I'm not trying to win – any Mister Congeniality <laughs> contest or anything? I'm not walking <laughs> around with a book on my head. My job, when I sit down to have a bowl of soup, is to get all that soup in my body. And at a certain point, I'm like, tick tock, tick tock. Why tick tock, tick tock? Because I got it. Like I got other. I got things to do, man. All right. I don't want to sit and deal with the soup. Now the bread. I won't necessarily lick the. The good thing about Thanksgiving is there are rolls, so you can take a roll and use it to mop up everything on your plate. So it becomes like, you know, like you're making a little sandwich for yourself.
0: Can I tell you what my mom does every year with the rolls? Yes. She always, every year, we always cook Thanksgiving dinner together and she okay. will always, she buys, called Sister Schubert's, Uh she buys these nun rolls. I'm assuming she's a nun. Her name's Sister Schubert.
1: What are not? Nun- oh, you mean like a yeast roll?
0: Yeah. And she will put them in the oven and she will say, don't let me forget the rolls. And then we will be eating Thanksgiving dinner and smell burning. <laughs> nearly every thanksgiving that happens uh, and why? it is it has become uh, a family culinary tradition and my mom is a wonderful cook sure. but every year it's the last thing she thinks about and she will burn the rolls Oh. i know so i know disappointing. so then it's a uh, loaf of whole wheat bread loaf of pepperidge farm whole wheat bread becomes uh <laughs> becomes that plate napkin
1: oh that's the saddest Oh, that is a plate napkin, isn't it? Yeah. That's actually pretty good, too. It's a pretty good plate napkin. I like to cut it, like give it a mouth, Mm -hmm. and then I put butter in it, and then I squish it. I don't even take the time. I don't know. I'm very lazy when it comes to spreading things on things. You don't let the butter melt? I put a chunk of butter in there, and while it's melting, I just sort of smush around the roll and think, that's enough. I'm sure it's spread out enough.
0: See, I do that, but I let it go long enough that the bu- I'm certain that the butter has liquefied and permeated this into a veritable dish sponge of melted butter. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever made little paper napkin dams for your food so it wouldn't touch when you were a kid?
1: You know, I am the kind of guy. I What happens is everything that goes on my plate, I'm okay with like gravy goes on everything. I right. I don't do I'm not a cranberry sauce guy per se. Yeah. And you know, the vegetable anything that goes on there is going to get some gravy on it. So I I don't do the napkin dams, but I do have the same thing of I don't like I do like this is the area that is the stuffing, this is the area that is the potatoes, this is the area that is the turkey, so there is some order to it i don't mm-hmm. I don't like to just pile crap on top of it you don't crap.
0: make you don't make like a a mound you still have things no. in there. this things still have their place okay, yeah. so this is not you're not licking the plate of what has been a mound
1: of food you know what what is it you wouldn't looking at the plate, you wouldn't know how I organized it. You don't know. You don't know how I did it. I'm curious now. I want to see your Thanksgiving plate. Sherlock Holmes? Yeah, I am. A a plate of mess? Like a little bit of mess. There's not a lot on there. I try to make a
0: well-composed and pretty Thanksgiving plate because – I do believe I eat with my eyes sure. and also my mouth, Yep. but mostly my eyes, which is jarring. I look like a Tim Burton character from one of his early drawings. <laughs> I, li- I So I think I want to make a pretty plate, but I always get too much of the first things that I scoop onto my plate. Right. And then I'm like, oh, right, there's that. So I have to move stuff over. Oh, right, there's that. So I have to move stuff over. Eventually, it's just the mound. Oh, wow. Like I can't get around things touching on the plate.
1: Yeah, that's just the way it is, especially Thanksgiving. And if you do like a buffet style, like, or if you're like in an event where they're serving mm-hmm. it, you have those smaller plates. Oh, that's the, I want the biggest plate possible. Yeah. When it's a smaller plate, then you're like, oh, I really have to think. It becomes like, all right, I have to build up instead yeah. of playing Scrabble. I'm playing upwards. <laughs> I've got to make stuff. Go on yeah. top of stuff. It's the only way this is happening. This may be a saucer, but it's about to be the
0: Leaning Tower of Lublin.
1: Yeah, let's jump into this. We got a. Let's. I was just going to say, let's. This is
0: one of our questions that we have. Yes, We're Liz doing Johnson. a clean plate today, yeah. uh, and Liz Johnson asked, "Should you have one sit-down dinner all at once, or have everything set out buffet style
1: and let it be a free for all? What are your thoughts on this?" I look. They both have their ups and downs, right? Mm-hmm. If you're at the mouth of the river. And you're doing a pass around food, you get mm-hmm. the best position. You get the food right away. You don't have to worry about there not being enough of it left. You also don't have anybody else to have taken anything, so there's mm-hmm. like nobody's established what is a lot and what is enough. You know what I mean? Like if uh, I want a huge scoop of mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, mashed potatoes, like, like I can take it. I can just go I, I'm gonna have a giant thing i instead of that calculation of well they took one like half of a scoop wait are you saying that the calculation happens in the buffet version no this is the pass around this is the all at once you sit down at the table like somebody takes the turkey and then passes it around so you're and then you have to hold the plate for the next person because that's the polite thing to do right luckily if we have thanksgiving at my father's house i'm near the mouth of the river because i sit on one side of my dad uh, uh-huh. and his girlfriend Dorota, sits on the other side. So we're we're at you know Jennifer's there. The kids, are, so we're like in the perfect situation to get to be at the mouth of the river and get all the food while it's does fresh.
0: it. Wait, does it all just stop? You say the mouth of the river. Does it all just stop at you? So no. eventually, you've just got all of the like everything has been passed to you. So you have all these
1: bowls around you. No, I mean it's here, so you like you can take it and move it around pretty quickly. You are going to get more of the food first. Or earliest or freshest is what I'm saying. Being
0: the mouth of the river or just being in the sit-down? Being
1: being at the mouth of the river at a sit-down. Okay. At at a buffet, the good thing is you get to go through it. You take everything at once. You don't have to wait for a plate to come around. You don't have to hold it for anybody or have anybody hold it for you so you're not Mm -hmm. holding up anybody else's ability to eat. There is the thing of the buffet of the person who just doesn't know what they want or they mm-hmm. go like one, two, three, two, four, three. Like they can't decide and they keep going back. That drives me up the wall. <laughs> I think overall like when we'll go to, to Jennifer's family, it's more buffet style.
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: think I prefer that because then I get the anticipation of arriving at the next station to put stuff on my plate. And okay. it, it gives me a little more – uh, it, mentally, I can do a little bit more strategizing around it. What do you think? Oh, <laughs> that was that was detailed. Um <laughs> And
0: also, I feel like you and I I'm realizing in this moment that you and I approach Thanksgiving very differently. Right. Whereas I would in this question, I tend to focus more on the Norman Rockwell imagery of a family sitting around a table and less on the logistics of the food sport. That This has become right. I think sitting down to a family meal. I mean, that's the image of Thanksgiving dinner is everybody sits down together. You don't have food in front of you. you still got that Christmas Eve sort of anticipation with a blank plate in front of you. Everybody either says grace or says what they're thankful for or you just have a come together moment. And that to me that a buffet sort of defeats much of what I enjoy about Thanksgiving. Which is the everyone sitting, you prepare a meal, you lay it out beautifully on a table, and then you sit at that table and everyone enjoys it together at once. Uh huh. Align with a
1: buffet, I mean, it could just as easily be any cafeteria. Well, look, we're not, it's not Vegas, we're not at the win. You've got like 10 people, they all go make their plates, then you all sit down, you have your plates, and then you do, you know, you do whatever your speech, everybody says they're grateful for friends and family and family yeah. and friends, that everybody's together. And, and then you eat. Has, did Norman Rockwell ever do a painting of a family standing in line at a buffet?
0: No, did he ever do a painting of something? Of a family a giant- sitting around at a turkey for Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Did he ever do a painting of me having a giant cookie with ice cream on it? Cause that's really awesome too. <laughs> Look, I appreciate the
0: logistical argument. Yeah. But as a Thanksgiving traditionalist, this one it feels like a no-brainer to me that it's the sit down, like the the turkey on the table. That's the iconic image of Thanksgiving. If
1: I think of Thanksgiving, I think of a table set with a turkey on it. Right. You know what I mean? Then the person carves the turkey in front of you and you have to wait for it to be carved up <laughs> to eat it. How it's not just about the it's just not just about food sport. Mark it's what it's 20. It's 2015. I think it's time we just move forward here. Oh, and oh, hell. modern era.
0: Oh, hell. Huh? Oh, I have so much terrible news. Oh no. What? Oh, I don't want to not over dinner, not over a nice dinner that we're having while seated at this table.
1: I prefer I've had both for me. Like Passover was more of a meal where you pass stuff around at mm-hmm. the table. It's not Jewish Thanksgiving at all. Not comparing it, but it is another place where you have a giant meal. Right. As a person who's not Jewish, I don't have
0: that. So this is the version of that that I have. Uh huh. I don't have another one to bank on.
1: Right. Or to I, wait for. I just find that the question is, what's more traditional? Or is the question, what is a more efficient system for getting everybody their food? Cause to me, that's, that to me is not, see, that to me is not important.
0: Yeah. The efficiency of getting the food is not important. It's about the camaraderie of sitting around together.
1: Yeah, you're still going to sit around together while you eat. Look, if you and I go have Thanksgiving dinner together, I'm still going to sit hunched over my food like a caveman and eat it. <laughs> How? And then when you say something, turn every once in a while and go, what? Huh? <laughs>
0: Look, I'll even, I'll even point out how Liz asked the question. One sit down dinner all at once or set everything out buffet style and let it be a free for all. Well, that version sounds like the Muppets. Yeah, that's, but that's like, I don't want a free for all at Thanksgiving. I want a Hallmark card version of Thanksgiving. And you know what? Sometimes the Hallmark card is me sitting around a table with some buddies and a dinner, a non-traditional, maybe vegetarian dinner that we've made. Or the time that my brother and I made a huge Thanksgiving feast and just the two of us sat down. But it was about that moment of sitting down at the table together. Mm -hmm. That's what Thanksgiving means to me.
1: All right, fine. (laughs) I'm sure some
0: of these we will be able to err on the side of food sport.
1: That's fine. Asked it answered. So put it all on the table, pass it around, but let, like, don't stare at somebody when they're taking their potatoes and make enough. Look, if you're, yeah. if the bowl is empty, get, there should be another bowl. I hope yeah. that's not all there is there. Get more, more food than you need. Everybody this loves is, the leftovers.
0: Do else. you, does every Thanksgiving, do you turn into John Panette?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's Thanksgiving that I'm like John yeah. Panette. And yeah. And only Thanksgiving. <laughs> all right adam frazier this is an interesting one we got a little yeah. stuffing two for one yeah for the first one is stuffing or dressing of course the difference is the stuffing is cooked inside the bird the dressing is cooked separately they could be the exact same recipe but it's how they are cooked They're- that is hal lublin may i say to you this is a rarity
0: factually incorrect what? Stuffing can be put inside of, I looked this up, Yeah, I went online and I, I was like, is that the difference? And I went online and everywhere it's like no, that is not the difference. Uh-huh. The difference is specifically it's a regional name. Now, you would be right in that the way my mother describes it, she uh-huh. would say, no, this is dressing, it's not stuffing, we don't put it in the bird. But that's not what makes it different. What actually makes it different, as I have found, is dressing is a word that is used in the South, Tennessee, uh, Georgia, Georgia, Alabama, the Carolinas, and stuffing is used primarily in the Northeast. Oh. Let me ask you this. What did you call it growing up? Because there is, yet again, another word for Pennsylvania versions, much like you guys have hoagie.
1: Oh, yeah. We called it. <laughs> That's not what everybody else called it. That's so maybe weird. this is maybe this is out in Pennsylvania, but uh, it's a uh, filling. No. What is that?
0: I don't know. That's- this is just what I've found in my research. That's ridiculous. So you called it stuffing growing up? Stuffing, yeah. I've always called it dressing. What's funny is yeah. when I'm around my mother, I call it dressing only because that's what she calls it, and she you would correct me if I said that around her. Sure. Because she also has that notion. Mm-hmm. But I think the vast majority of people call it stuffing. I think so too. And do we go with the masses on this one?
1: Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, not it's not stovetop dressing for your microwave blessing although let me let's roll this into first of all it's stuffing asked and answered
0: yes you, adam thank, you, adam, for thank you for your question
1: k bliss asks should dressing have eggs in it or no already called a dressing that's incorrect been fighting <laughs> with my family on this for <laughs> i want i k- wonder where
0: k bliss is from if we 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 can find out
1: joja i i think k well who knows i k i don't know where you're from sorry if you told me i've forgotten shame on me but i will i will tell you I i know we call it stuffing but mm-hmm. the greatest stuffing I've ever had mm-hmm. is called dressing. Mm-hmm. It is made by Is Jennifer's that Jennifer's family. mother? Yeah, Jennifer's it's a southern mother thing. Has made it. Jennifer's grandmother's made it. Now I make it. Uh-huh. And it is my favorite thing in the world. Uh-huh. I I could make it and eat it all day and week and all. How How
0: there's a very important question.
1: Yes. Does it have eggs in it? Guess what? It has eggs in it. So does mine. It's cornbread. It's yeah. dry stuffing mix. It's a whole roasted hen that you've torn up. <laughs> really? It is chopped onion. It is chopped celery. It is poultry seasoning. It is salt and black pepper. It is hard boiled eggs. And you sound it is, like it's, you sound like it's ring guy. And it is like, uh, stock. Mm-hmm. And then you mix it together. And I may be forgetting a couple other things, but you mix that together in the right proportions and you put it in a pan and you bake it in the oven and you want it to be soupy. And then when it comes out, mm-hmm. you eat so much of it. Yeah, that your life has changed forever, and you want no other food, and it, it 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 includes several incredible edible eggs.
0: Yeah, look, the South has in the past gotten some things wrong,
1: <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: This is one thing that the South got very, very right. Yeah. Our version uh, that we do does not have the addition of the stuffing mix, so it's all cornbread based. I, I like see. that idea, though. of it's very the, sweet. Mm-hmm, of the corn. No, no, no. It's not sweet cornbread because my mom makes the cornbread from scratch and doesn't put sugar in her cornbread. I see. Yeah. It's not sweet cornbread, which might be why we don't have the addition of the stuffing mix. Yeah. That said, yeah, if you've never had hard boiled eggs inside us, good southern cornbread stuffing. Oh man. Give it a shot. I look, I'm not going to take dietary restrictions into account for this episode.
1: Yeah. We're going to assume that you're eating this. I, we, we don't have any of the vegetarian vegan stuff in here. Right. But if that is, but a tofurkey is, like is delicious. If that's what yeah. you rock, rock a tofurkey. Go get it. Live your life. Yeah. These are, yeah. these are specific questions and quandaries that we all Wrestle with, including this. I, I mean, I didn't, wasn't even aware stuffing like this existed. Until really? What did you have in it growing until up? Until 2005, we had like stovetop. Oh, We'd oh make stovetop hell. And it was. Oh, perfectly I'm so good. glad
0: that Jennifer has Thanksgivingified you in the Look, Southern ways.
1: I, I love, I love stovetop. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very good. But
0: yeah, this is. But you've crazy. now had a new. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this I like stovetop saying, top too. Get on I my like, level. I like. I mean, heck, I like store bought stuffing from when it's like. Thanksgiving
1: week in a restaurant, they're like, "Oh, we're doing a Thanksgiving thing." I'm like, "Heck yeah, I'll try your stuffing." Yes, I don't like when it has like chestnuts in it or berries or <laughs> mushrooms. I don't uh, like any. You're of that doing. Aspect. I love that you're doing culinary fancy voice. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, well, I put yeah. chestnuts. It's a chestnut hazelnut blend, and then I take dried cranberries and raisins. Yeah, I and you know what you do? Together. Put them in
0: your butt because I'm going to eat some
1: awesome southern dressing. <laughs> and I, I put them in my butt. And then I just F right off. That's what I do. (laughs) So enjoy your stuffing. Interesting
0: that we have now ruled definitively on a stuffing with hard-boiled eggs in it. So we might be finally reconciling in the ways that Appomattox Courthouse never
1: could. Yes. We have actually brought the north and south together. So that is your stuffing two for one. It is stuffing, Mm -hmm. not dressing. But it should have eggs in it. So a little bit of north, a little bit of south in my life. Do you want to pick – I've been going in a straight line. Is there one here? Mark, you know what? Let's stay on the, the plate for, let's stay on the plate till we're done with the plate. Let's
0: and then the we'll go, part. we'll get away from the plate. How's okay. that sound? Sounds good. Okay. We'll move outward from the plate. So I will say next, uh, we'll stick with side dishes. Okay. I have, I think the correct answer for this one.
1: All right. Let's see.
0: And this is, well, this is actually, it's going to be tough, but well, I think I have flavor wise the best version. And that is cranberry sauce oh. canned with whole berries. Canned jelly style or scratch made with orange. What do you think? You said you don't like cranberry sauce.
1: No. This is Scott Maitland. This is Lynn Henderson. Hi, Scott. Hi, Lynn. And uh, I'm sure many others suggested this. There were right. over 250 different suggestions. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you. You are the best. Uh, you are collectively the best. There's something funny to me about sliced cranberry sauce. It's there. hilarious. Like take your Tron disc yeah. of cranberry sauce. Yeah. Then, it, there, there's something sort of, icon, it's like
0: iconically Thanksgiving, but that like craft cookbook garbage version of iconically
1: Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So like, I'm sure it's a beloved memory that was born out of need back in the day at some point that is now perpetuated through nostalgia. Right. But can I give you my cranberry recipe?
1: I wish you would. I'm very excited about this. I take some chestnuts and um, uh, a dried cranberry and a raisin. <laughs> canned uh, with whole
0: know. berries feels like a halfway point between these. And I feel like on Thanksgiving, we're going to go big or go home.
1: Okay. Go big.
0: We're either going to do the canned jelly or the real deal. Sure. The canned with whole berries is like a halfway kind of, you know, I if agree. you want to do that, do that. But let's, let's pick one. Here's my pitch. And here's what I do. Okay. I get a pot and I put a whole bunch of raw cranberries in it yeah. with some sugar. Sure. Reduce that down until it is cranberry sauce, right? Yeah. Adding orange zest and a little orange juice and uh, whatever spices I want to get it just right. Right. Just that right amount of tartness and sweetness and just keep tasting it the whole time while you're making
1: it. And then there's none left because you've eaten it all.
0: Right. Yeah. Then put a pot on the stove, make more, start from scratch, but don't eat it this time. Oh, wow. And then realize, well, how am I going to taste it? It's not going to taste like the last batch, so start tasting it. Yeah. And then if you have to make a third batch, just use the can. But once your cranberry sauce is where you want it, I take – oh, and the oranges that I use in it, I take clementines. Clementines work particularly well because they peel – you can peel them off in one fell swoop and they're pretty small for little servings. Okay. So I will – Cut the top off a clementine, pull out or cut it in half, pull out the, the fruit so I have a perfect little orange bowl for the cranberry sauce. Then scoop the cranberry sauce into the little orange bowls, get some crushed pecans and put it on top. And then a little sprig of mint on top. It looks like a little potted plant on your plate. And it is delicious.
1: I can't even with you. That's amazing. It's my favorite way
0: to do it. I think I had the idea and then I went to the internet to see if someone else had. And a bajillion people had. So I was very excited.
1: You know, since you serve it in things that are so small, you could use Mm -hmm. that really tiny frying pan. You have to cook it up.
0: (laughs) Don't make fun of my tiny frying so pan. So yours is
1: – did you get another one? You should get another one that's the size of like a pocket magnifying glass that a kid gets at the fair. <laughs> You're like – Do they have a wallet version with like a flip out handle? Yeah. This is I, – I just use this when I'm cooking one bean for Mickey yeah. and Donald and Goofy to share for dinner. Yeah, exactly. You get it. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I, there's something hilarious about I sliced up the cranberry sauce and served it.
0: Yeah, but if you're going to do it, I mean, if yeah. how can we have an answer on this episode that isn't homemade? Uh, we could get there, but I think
1: in this case, this is better homemade. Yeah. But I agree with you, if you're going to get canned, no half measures. Get that one gelatinous column and figure uh-huh. out a new way to slice it. Don't just slice it into rounds. What if you slice it vertically? So everybody gets like a, Ooh. Like a little <laughs> oval instead every, of a circle.
0: Every, everybody just gets a, like a, a cross section. Yeah. Like from
1: that horse in the cell. <laughs> yeah. Or hey, cut it into cubes. Get everybody cubes. Get your cranberry cubes for Thanksgiving. Ooh, cranberry cubes. In fact, if you're doing that canned cranberry sauce, sauce, uh-huh. I mean, come on. We're, we're playing it fast and loose with that word. Cut it into an interesting shape, like jello jigglers, and then post a picture of it and tag us on Twitter or Instagram or post it to the Facebook group. I just want to see somebody do something outside the, think outside the bun, people. Yeah, come it's Thanksgiving. on.
0: Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving for Pete's sake. It's 2015.
1: You know, uh, let's take a quick break. Okay. Cause we have a few more of these. We're going to stick with side dishes. But we're going to do that after we get back. And we're going to give you time to order our new onesie that we had this onesie from MaxFunStore.com and hear from some other fine MaxFun podcasts. Sounds great.
2: This week on Bullseye, Lin-Manuel Miranda on His Dark Materials, Hip Hop, and Life After Hamilton. I know it's the first line of my obituary. So if that line is handled, then what else can I do with my time here? It's Bullseye for MaximumFun.org and NPR. Hey, it's Jesse Thorne. We're very happy to announce that tickets for MaxFunCon 2020 will go on sale Friday, November 29th at 11 a.m. Pacific. I also want to let you know, this coming year, MaxFunCon 2020 will be our last MaxFunCon for the foreseeable future. For 2020 and beyond, we're going to be looking for ways to connect with more of you in person and spread the spirit of Max Fun farther than it's ever gone before. In the meantime, if you want to join us at the last Max Fun Con in Lake Arrowhead, June 12th through the 14th, you can find details at maxfuncon.com. Okay.
0: We're back All right. to
1: side dishes.
0: Okay. I have a question for you. Go Actually, ahead. I don't. Javier Melendez has a question for you. Sure. Should you put marshmallows on sweet potatoes?
1: Hey, listen. Why stop there? Throw some sugar on there. Throw some marshmallows on there. Get some honey. Throw that on there. Got a jar of Nutella? Don't even open it. Throw that on there. And while you're at it, you got to get some of those pixie sticks and sprinkle that on top. That will make it look real nice.
0: Hal, I feel like you're throwing shade at the idea of marshmallows on sweet potatoes. Get a whole box of
1: Barnum's Animal Crackers and throw those Hal. on there. Hal, this is a very serious show. <laughs> Look, I don't like sweet potatoes, but were I to serve them, I would probably do marshmallows and brown sugar on them.
0: Yeah, I love them with – uh I love sweet potatoes with marshmallows on them. It's been that way my whole life. That's what I've always had sure. was sweet potatoes with – my mom would bake, then peel and mash and butter and whip and add pecans. There's pecans in everything at yeah. Thanksgiving in my house. And then top them with marshmallows, throw them in the broiler, and then once that's browned, boom, pops out. It's one of the, one of my favorite treats of the year. So again, culinary, like so much nostalgia comes in with Thanksgiving that it's hard to be objective, but that's what our show is. And I think they are objectively better.
1: Yeah. The kind that I've, that I've had are mostly brown sugar and pecans as the crust. Which is very good, but yeah. I would try it with a marshmallow. I don't hate a marshmallow. I say, well, go for it. Put a, put a scoop of vanilla ice cream on there. Go crazy. It's Thanksgiving.
0: <laughs> the, uh, the only demerit I think that I will give to marshmallows on sweet potatoes...
1: Was the time it was late for econ class.
0: Exactly. <laughs> you know, I was trying out using the word demerit, and you just made me decide I'm never going to use it again.
1: Mission accomplished. Go ahead. <laughs> what What's... What's what's the knock against it? Do you know who first came up with the idea in 1917
0: of putting marshmallows on top of sweet potatoes? Teddy Roosevelt. No, come on, I would love if it was Teddy Roosevelt. No, the Angeles Marshmallow Company. Who put out a recipe booklet. What? The first known use of putting marshmallows on top of, uh, sweet potatoes. It was an ad gimmick that they did not know would work. They were like, yeah, put marshmallows on top of that. Like they were, the book advocates putting marshmallows on everything. This one just happens to taste really good. So it feels a little shady that it's so good and it came from a company with an ulterior motive. That said, it's
1: really good. Well, then asked and answered, put some of the marshmallows on your sweet potatoes, people. Make the sweet potatoes sweeter in 2019. Speaking of things that food companies made popular that we don't mm-hmm. even think about, green bean casserole, the reason why that is a commonplace dish today is thanks to the Campbell Soup Company, who hey. was looking to sell their cream of mushroom soup and included it as a recipe, and it took off, and now we have green bean casserole and all these meals with the dirty onion crunchies on top oh
0: yeah french is where i'm from but same kind. french is
1: yeah same one of the two sure so the question is is that better or is succotash better succotash
0: is a amalgam of like corn and beans and vegetables in stew form right
1: yeah it's a lot of beans like lima beans this is from kurt smith by the way yeah it's like lima beans bacon
0: Uh uh-huh
1: or you're like a different shell bean if it's not lima beans you might put some tomatoes in there might put some peppers, okra, so. Um. Yeah. I don't think it is as iconically American
0: Thanksgiving as the green bean casserole is. I think succotash, I don't think Thanksgiving. I think green bean casserole, I think Thanksgiving. Does that make sense?
1: Sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I succotash. I like I'm succotash. Not, I've never had that for Thanksgiving, but that may be more uniquely Southern or like a Hoppin' John. It could be uniquely Kurt Smith.
0: And he keeps telling his family, Hey, Look, I really want to do succotash this year instead of green bean casserole. And they're like, what are you talking about? Do you want to do beef instead of turkey? And he's like, yeah, I actually do. Cause I actually prefer beef to turkey. And they're like, what are you doing? You don't even, you probably don't even want to watch the dog show. And he's like, yeah, well, there's actually a cat show on that I want. Kurt,
1: just come on, man. Yeah. Kurt, what do you want here? What do you want from us? Do you want us to say it's okay for you to sit in the corner of your home and eat succotash while the rest of your family is enjoying green bean casserole? <laughs> it's okay. Do it. I, this do, this already fact, feels this already
0: feels too mean to Kurt.
1: No, Kurt. I want you to. It, I, here's what I want you to do. How? It's a to, holiday. Get out of that corner. I want you to go sit at the table with pride, with your bowl of succotash. It could be a whole dish that you're just eating out of. Going. Your every bite. You're like, mmm, mmm. Too bad none of the rest of you are enjoying this dish like I am.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad I put marshmallows on top of it too.
1: And I, I put marshmallows all over it. So and a whole scoop of vanilla ice cream. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> hey. You know what I got? I got a box of Rainbow Nerds that I sprinkled them on there, and I'm enjoying that too. (laughs) It's fine. I'm going to live my life. I say live your life, Kurt Smith. But I I think if you're putting a menu together –
0: Yeah. I could see a fancy restaurant doing succotash on Thanksgiving as a side dish.
1: It feels like succotash is the kind of thing like if you go to Colonial Williamsburg, that that's like a side dish.
0: Yeah. They're like Like, – because they didn't have the craft book. Yeah. Succotash and boiled rabbit. Yes, candles wasn't around. Uh, yeah, apparently the thing that were, the thing that was at the first Thanksgiving mm-hmm. was, uh, deer that was yep. brought by, uh, Squanto's men, right? His tribe and a lot of lobster. Turns out they were eating a ton of crustaceans. Really? Yeah. Who knew? Who and, did? uh, little, little bitty birds and, you know, small game and fowl. Sure. Nothing like the giant turkey. The giant turkey became the Thanksgiving meal simply because
1: It's the biggest bird that's around. Somebody dropped off a bunch of turkeys at that marshmallow company. They're like, how do we get rid of these? (laughs) Oh, Lord. We're in a real pickle. They're just gobbling everywhere. There's a bunch of wobblers. Say, Thanksgiving's coming up.
0: Are you also having hamburgers? Wait a minute. (laughs) Quick, add this to the
1: book. (laughs) I think at this point, Succotash has been supplanted. With green bean casserole. The advantage in succotash clearly is that it's not like a cream-based food. A lot Mm -hmm. of times you'll do like a tomato in it. You might add a little meat, but you don't have to. So it is actually a healthier dish. Yeah, it is
0: a good counterbalance to some of the
1: insane stuff that we eat on Thanksgiving. But it would be weird not to see a green bean casserole at a Thanksgiving table. Yeah. So I think it's got to be that. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah.
0: But thanks for your question. Please enjoy your succotash. How about we don't even know which side Kurt's on. It could be a, a fight that Kurt is having with a succotash person.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe Kurt- with big Kurt- succotash. Oh my gosh, Kurt, I'm so sorry. have we really no. made an assumption here that you were the succotash person. You may be the, if you're the casserole person, hooray for you. If you're the succotash person, shame. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's move
0: on. We got one more while we're still at the plate. All right. Justin Chan asks, turkey gravy or beef gravy? Now, Justin, I am on your team. This is another one of those ones that feels like, like there's, it feels like there is a correct answer. Do you put turkey gravy on your turkey? But man, beef gravy is so good. Oh yeah. Mashed potatoes, beef gravy on mashed potatoes. It's got that like super salty, kind of tart, brown, umami, yeah. just magic. Yes. But do we go against tradition and say turkey gravy? Do we find one within here that's like, you know what? We're going to do something just a little different and an underdog is going to come to the forefront and win a
1: battle. Not here. Don't you think if you showed up at a Thanksgiving dinner and you saw a gravy boat that was dark brown that you would think, oh, they weren't able to get turkey gravy or make turkey gravy. You would think that something had gone wrong and they're like, oh, where else did they have to fill something in? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean,
0: because there is objectively a correct answer and it is turkey gravy. It is turkey, but I love, um, the, but listen. boy, I love where your head's at. Yeah. In this case, Justin, I'd say like, like, you know, Hal wants to put nerds on top of his sweet potatoes. <laughs> I'll top a turkey with anything. Turkey, you can put anything on a turkey. I will have, I, I would do mole. Sure. That'd be delicious. I uh-huh. would do a little marinara on a turkey. Oh, be delicious. Sure. A little enchilada sauce
1: would yeah. be great. Put some pesto on there. Why not? Yeah, dress right. it up.
0: But for purposes, and I'm with you on the beef gravy. But for purposes of Thanksgiving, it's got to be turkey gravy.
1: Do you, uh, did your family make turkey gravy from scratch? How? Yeah, we would scratch open a jar of Heinz turkey gravy and heat it up in a pot.
0: Oh, man. We did. Turkey gravy was always kind of a weird one for us, because, Mm -hmm. for me, because that's where the giblets went. We always put the giblets in the gravy. Sure. And my mother still to this day will not put the heart because included with the giblets is the heart. But she said that just feels wrong, which I think is very sweet.
1: (laughs) It's a weird line to draw.
0: It's turkey gravy.
1: Let's pull back
0: a little from the plate. Okay. Uh, And go to the table. Ryan Watt asks, adult table or kid's table? I mean, did you ever want to be at the kid's table when you were a kid? No, but do I ever want to be at the adult table as an adult? I'd rather be at the kid table. Look at them. They're all having more fun.
1: I just want to eat my food, man. <laughs> no,
0: I think as an adult, the adult table is... Yeah. Yeah. The kid's table has become a synonym for junior varsity or...
1: Yeah, look, the second you clear that kid's table, go to the adult's table, you're not looking back. And it doesn't matter if there's a full-on political war happening and grandpa's drunk and grandma's crying and-
0: Actually, the political war is kind of my version of the fun and games that would be had at the kid's table. It's the adult version of like, I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you, Mom!
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, let me tell you something about blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But no matter how tense it gets, you never sit there and go, boy, I wish I was sitting at that kid's table. I wish yeah. I was sitting at that makeshift folding table with three chairs that do not look like they even belong in the same universe as one another.
0: That's true. The kid's table is not as beautifully set.
1: Yeah. And you definitely reach an age very quickly where you think you deserve a spot at the adult's table. Yeah. And everybody is much younger than you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit with all these little kids. I want to go sit at yeah. the adults. I am a grown-up now. No, there's nothing wrong. Listen, kids out there, I know we have children who listen to this show. Yeah. Let me tell you something, kids. Let me be 100 with you. The kids' table is great. Hang out yeah. with one another, have a good time, have fun, enjoy these moments in your life, and you get to eat the same food. That's what's really important. I wish I could go back to the kids' table. I'm 40. How do not want to go back to the kids' table. just to the just to
0: the mentality of the holidays as I had them as a kid. You know you what I own mean? own a
1: small frying pan, you're practically a child. You have That's that, lead, fair. like that, one of those little, I used to love, I never had one, but I thought those were the coolest. Those little kitchen sets. Wait, like the, the easy dial, bake oven with the light no, bulb? No, no, no. The ones that are like fake, they're like, car, they're like a wood set. Oh yeah. The dial and it makes the thing red. Yeah. So it looks like it's hot. I thought those were the coolest things on the the world. Is, oh
0: yeah. Did you run a tiny, uh, you were a tiny Mel from Alice? I would imagine. I would dream. He says a little kid. You're like, who wants to play Alice? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think it's, Sorry, kids, it's fun, but you'll get to graduate and join us at the adults table. That's right. Asked and answered. I have two more on here that I want to do.
1: You have two more um, you want
0: to do. Okay. I have two more that I, well, there are there are three left, but one, uh, one of them I want to skip. Oh, you want to skip one? Yeah, That's it just sick. seems like a big philosophical question to do with like 15 minutes left. So All instead right. of doing that one, I'd like to do these last two.
1: Go ahead. Mike Martinez asks, Dallas Cowboys or Detroit Lions? All right, let me tell you something. I'm going to answer this right now. Okay. It's First of all, it's the Detroit Lions. Let's get that out of the way, Aston answered.
0: They invented playing on Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah, the Cowboys are a relatively new team. The Cowboys are the Yankees of football. Yeah. They are the Lakers of football (laughs) in that if you live anywhere outside of those cities, you do not like any of those teams. You do not like their swagger. You do not like their owner. You do not like their personnel in large part, there's something <laughs> to the the Lions also in that they're kind of lovable losers.
0: Oh yeah, they've lost uh, many, many years, yeah, but look, the Detroit Lions, I'll tell you where they win, they win in coming up with the idea
1: that that's right
0: because they started doing it in nineteen thirty four mm-hmm. when George A. Richards bought the Portsmouth, Ohio Spartans, moved them to Detroit and uh, began playing games so the the Thanksgiving tradition for Detroit has been around since the team has been around. That's right. Contrast that with 1966 when the Cowboys started playing on Thanksgiving. That's right. But yeah, this one belongs to uh, the Detroit Lions. All right. Last question. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Oh, sorry. Ask an answer. Ask an answer. Chris Rooney and McHugh McGow McGough. I don't know how you pronounce it. Annie. Yep. What is the best thing to watch on television on Thanksgiving? We have three choices. One of them we just mentioned: football, the dog show, or the correct answer: the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade.
1: Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You know that wasn't a huge national deal until Miracle on 34th Street. That's what made it famous no around the nation. People didn't. But it was. Know. But it's always been happening in New York. That's exactly why it was yeah. a New York thing. There was a big deal in New York, and then that movie made it popular everywhere because all of a sudden. Everybody was seeing. It wasn't televised in the 30s. I think that might have come out sometime in the mid to late 30s. Uh,
0: 19, Miracle on 34th Street. No, it would have been the 40s because so. Natalie Wood was in it.
1: That's right. My mistake.
0: Hold on. I'm going to look it up right now. That was 1947.
1: 1947. Right. Like yeah. I
0: said, the 30s. A really, really <laughs> wonderful, wonderful movie. The remake of which stars our friend Mar Wilson. That's right. From Welcome to Night Vale.
1: Yes, this is true.
0: But yeah, if, look, I know, I, I, I joked, but we do need to give full credit to, uh, the, the, to all three of those football, you know, football is very important. That feels like an after meal thing on Thanksgiving frequently. Yeah. Unless you're on the West Coast when the games start at 10 a.m. This is true. Yeah, which is kind of great. Uh, I remember when my brother came out and we had our two-man Thanksgiving where we cooked a whole turkey and all of the everything that we normally would. He was mind-blown that football started at 10 a.m. shortly after he moved to Seattle. He's a big football fan. <laughs> but yeah, for me, look, there are few things in life on television that I love as much as as most of my friends call it the Macy's Day Parade. Shout out, Gail. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. It begins while so the parade starts uptown on the Upper West Side, Uh comes down Broadway and winds up on 34th Street in front of Macy's Department Store. Sure. Now, while all the cameras are set up and they're waiting for the parade to arrive with the cameras and the broadcast going, uh huh. What do they do in the meantime? Eat popcorn. Oh, I don't know. They what? What? What'd you say? Eat popcorn. Yeah, I'm eating popcorn, but you know what they're doing? What? They're showing me all of the Broadway shows. That okay. to me, oh, like, I love the parade. The shows? No, because do you not know? Have you not watched this before? No. Before the parade makes it to Herald Square, which is 34th Street where Macy's is, in like, for like the first hour from the time the parade kicks off until it finally makes it to 34th Street, they've got performances by all of the major Broadway shows happening right there on the street and it is i look forward to it every year i get up early to watch it i tape it and i love it so much that i when i tape it i will keep it in my dvr for the duration of the holiday season and I will go back and watch favorite bits from the Macy's parade again. And this is all before the parade even arrives. They've got right. the final moment right before the NYPD comes in with their motorcycles blaring, uh, because they're part of the parade, not for terrible They're not reasons. arresting everybody. Yeah. They're not arrest. They're not arresting everyone. They always have the Rockettes perform right before. So they do their big kick line and that kicks it off. And then the parade comes through and it starts with the clowns and then all the floats and the singers come through performing usually. It's whichever singers are assigned to NBC Universal Records because NBC runs the broadcast. It'll be people that you might not have heard of yet. Some people that are at the peak of their game and a lot of people that are a few years beyond it. That's okay. We love them anyway. All the great giant parade floats. If you follow me on Instagram, go back through my feed. Uh, you will see I did a series of, based on where I was standing to watch the parade, right. just the butts of the floats one year. <laughs> and then it culminates with a giant float of Santa Claus. And that's, and that is, that is holiday season does not begin for me. I mean, there's prep for Thanksgiving, but the holiday season, including Thanksgiving, begins with the Macy's parade. The dog show is cute. The football is fun, but. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is something special.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I'm just, and I'm, I'm looking at the games this year, the football games, to see are any of these it's Bears you know, like uh, playoff implications? Not really. The Bills, Dallas Cowboys will be a pretty good game, I would guess. And then the New Orleans Atlanta game is uh is <laughs> I more like that. Like, yeah. uh, are the Saints going to win yet another game this year? So, right, I, I I do think like the parade is something special. Football happens a lot. I feel like the dog show. Aren't there dog shows? Aren't there a couple? Isn't there like Westminster and the, the Westminster
0: dog show is the one that airs directly after the parade on the same network. So you can watch them both. You can watch them both. The dog show to me feels like like yay! You watch the parade. Here's some adorable dogs uh and some snooty dogs to watch while you're cooking. And
1: weird dogs, weird funky dogs. I love that. I like. Yeah. I like that you can watch both of them, so you don't have to really choose. But if you had to choose one of the three, it's got to be the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That's just, absolutely. That is a huge. That is the passing of the baton from Thanksgiving to Christmas, like you pointed out, because Santa's the last part of it. Do we want to uh, answer one more question yes, since we have one that that
0: fits we with do. this? Please. One that fits with this. What is the best float in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade?
1: It's Snoopy. (laughs) You think?
0: Yes. This is asked by uh, Josh Senison. You think it's the Snoopy float? The Snoopy float changes a lot, doesn't it? No, it's the balloon. There's a big Snoopy. Yeah, the Snoopy balloon. But don't they they change his clothes every few years?
1: Yeah. Well, he's got to keep up with the times.
0: I mean, look, there's some pretty amazing balloons.
1: Oh, Snoopy's going to be an astronaut this year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, sorry. Th- there's no...
0: You think it's Snoopy?
1: Yeah, th- there's no question. Here's the... All right, the hold on. Hold on. Fine. Snoopy is a great, great contender. I also like those original balloons where they all look like they were really high. <laughs> like they look like nightmares. That's a lot of like... Do like the- you mean like the the smaller, like the one that's actually in the movie that...
0: Used to be a clown, now it's a baseball player, then it yeah, was a fireman. Scary looking things. So those are those are some pretty great balloons. I think you're right that of the balloons, Snoopy is probably the most iconic, but there's also Kermit. Kermit is a great one. But I don't want to just do I I want to add some I want to add some floats into the mix.
1: If you think there's any you can talk about floats all you want. If you want to talk about floats, I will yield the floor. But just like you put your foot down. About whatever you did earlier, I already forgot. It's been a long night and a long day. (laughs) If you think for a second that any of these is gonna beat Snoopy in an astronaut outfit,
0: no, I don't. I don't. I don't. His return to NASA.
1: His he no, he was the safety mascot for NASA. Oh, that's right. The Apollo program.
0: My first thought was his return to NASA. That wasn't NASA. He was fighting the Red Baron. See, in space,
1: there are gonna be some. I just want to shout out a couple more, and then I'll let you talk about floats. Okay. Mm-hmm. We've got Green Eggs and Ham. As Netflix has bought one. you got SpongeBob and Gary. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Smokey Bear. Chase yeah. from Paw Patrol. Sure. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. The Diary of a Wimpy Kid one is really good. This is interesting. How Goku. Oh. Dragon Ball Z is going to be there. Right on. And Harold the Fireman, who is a recreation yeah. of the early balloon Everyman, it is one of the scary ones. He looks high- He looks as high as a giraffe's (laughs) butthole, (laughs) just floating in the air. His pants are slightly open. I mean, he's definitely – you don't want to know where he's just come from or where he's going next. But you're going to watch him float through the sky, just a terrible harbinger of the worst of humanity, floating around. Come on. He's not a harbinger of the worst of humanity. Did you look – he's 32 feet tall. He's as high as a story tall building. And he's as wide as a as a story tall building. Thirty two well, feet is three, three stories. He's three story building, or he's as wide as five taxi cabs.
0: Wow. You sound like uh, you're actually hosting the, you sound like Al Roker when he's hosting the parade.
1: You scream ice cream, we all scream for ice cream code as it soars down the parade route <laughs> once again. 30 feet tall, 17 feet wide, and requires 36 handlers, one of whom will get an important phone call and have to answer it, leading to the balloon flying into the cosmos with 35 passengers. It's just
0: weighted enough that it keeps them on the ground. They need it all, 36. Let's talk about the floats, though. First of all, I will tell you some of my personal favorite Macy's balloons are the stars that say Macy's on them. And I will tell you why. Because not only did they appear in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, they appeared alongside a Hawaiian shirt wearing Santa in the New York City Pride Parade. So shout out to Macy's picking a really cool way to get represented in the New York Pride Parade. Word. Right. I got to give a shout out to the great big turkey float. You know, the one that famous Thanksgiving Day Parade turkey that leads the charge every year. Right. I don't know. I think it leads it. It might uh, look, I could be very wrong and I frequently am. That is an amazing, amazing float. I think the, uh, the
1: Mark, wait, what forget, forget those dumb floats. There's a cracker barrel float. Wait, what? Modeled after classic American memorabilia found in its stores, the float features its famous fireplace hearth, peg game, oil lamp, front porch, and rocking chairs. Well, you know what?
0: Sorry, Snoopy, you just got beat.
1: Wait, Oh, no, no, I re- <laughs> ooh, ooh, nice try. There's a- gonna be a floating cracker barrel. Oh my god! <laughs> Get a there's serious- that float. There's, there's a, a tell giant- you another float that's <laughs> it's got a bunch of balloons that are. Cassette, Frank, call cassette tapes from comedians you will never hear of anywhere else All right. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> hey, an embroidered jacket. <laughs> hey, here's here's an album by Bonnie Raitt with
0: one T. <laughs> and some culturally insensitive audio books yeah. <laughs> that you can drop off at the next truck stop. <laughs> I love Cracker Barrel so much.
1: <laughs> this Butterfinger is, is the size of a tour bus. <laughs> But you don't want that. You want these
0: Necco wafers. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Each one's the size of a sewer cover. I'll tell you this. At Christmas time, that place is like if there was a country music version of Liberace who just spent all of his spare time decorating Christmas trees and then putting them all way too close together like they were a smushed up together forest, that's the interior of that shop. Right. Uh yeah. Oh, I love it. No, I did but a couple a shout out to a couple more floats. The Sesame Street float is always amazing because it's always the performers, it's always the humans and the muppets and they always do a song together. I love the Sesame Street float. Mm. And look, I know Snoopy's amazing, but the grand finale of the parade is that big beautiful eight reindeer Santa's sleigh, complete with snow as it makes its way down. It's such a spectacular float that it is the finale of the show
1: every year. It's the last one because Santa's on it. If you dress up Snoopy as Santa, he can be last. How's that? No, he can't. Santa is, that's the real Santa, Hal. How do you know Snoopy's not the real Santa, Mark? I know Snoopy's not the real Santa. Don't give me that. He made a doghouse fly. Can Santa do that? We don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yes, of course he can. Exactly, because he's Snoopy. Oh man. By the way, there right. is a Snoopy's doghouse float that has Woodstock looking at a telescope to Pretty see, great. to see astronaut Snoopy. Come on, what a pair. <laughs> All it right. also has a weird, like, you can tell he hasn't been there for a while because his, his mailbox is open and full of mail and his bowl <laughs> has like stacks and stacks of dog bones on it. So clearly Woodstock is, like, terrible at, at managing his house while he's gone. No, Woodstock is like Neil Armstrong's wife. He's like, is Snoopy ever coming back? Will I be quarantined <laughs> with Snoopy? Why doesn't Snoopy talk to me when he leaves the house and well, drives I, in you, his food car? Where's Snoopy going? You'd think
0: that Woodstock would be like – Snoopy would have said, hey, will you grab the bones out of my bowl and get my mail for me? I'm going to be in space. Like oh, Woodstock's busy he's looking. He's gazing into the stars. I bet that terrible tree that they have in Charlie Brown Christmas was Snoopy's, just like his house plant. But then when he went up to space on Thanksgiving, Woodstock just didn't water it. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's the reason why he and his siblings are all split up. He was like, "Hey Woodstock, would you mind making a couple calls to my siblings?
0: Yeah, to my weird sibling with the mustache and the fedora. What's yeah. that one's name?
1: Oh God." Uh, not, that's not Spike. I don't know. The one who lives in, um, out here in California. In, uh, was it Needles? I don't or somewhere. know. Lives somewhere out here. Lives somewhere like the California desert. I can't remember the exact Snoopy way. siblings. Spike,
0: Olaf. Andy and Olaf, yeah. uh, Belle and Marbles.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Spike is the,
0: Spike. No, it is, that is Spike. That. He has yeah. droopy mustache whiskers and, uh, and wears a fedora. Yeah. There you go. Ridiculous. But all right. Yes. Look, you acquiesce. And he lives in Needles.
1: He lives in a cactus in the middle. desert. Don't you think he could use a couple of those bones? He just has piling <laughs> yeah, up. Just and let, let him pile lose. up.
0: Meanwhile, Needles, that town that you only know because that's where you leave I-40. <laughs>
1: if you're Charlie Brown, don't you think by the time you drop the third bone in the bowl and none of them are eaten that something might be you wrong? You should go,
0: where's my dog?
1: Yeah. Or just go, maybe I'll hold on to these until he gets back from space. Oh, my God. At least he knows that he's in space then. Yeah.
0: All right. It's Snoopy. Asked and answered. (laughs) And that,
1: Hal, we have cleaned the plate and we have Uh, licked it. (laughs) We have. We sopped up the bread of all these topics. This just the piece of bread soaked in your topics.
0: We're eating it. There is nothing left to do now but kick back. Watch the Detroit Lions and say these topics are closed but there are many more to discuss so please reach out to us on Twitter at we got this tweets check out the maximum fun
1: subreddit or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or hey visit our Facebook group where we got so many of these great suggestions we love all the suggestions we see from you we love the discussion about every episode Uh, it is one of the most heartwarming parts of my week every single week go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast to join in on the fun thank you to producer Ken Plume researcher Kate McManus graphic designer Uri Kelman, and QA engineer Jen Alba. And thanks, of course, to our musicians Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman for our score and theme song,
0: respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners. It feels great to do all the thank yous on our episode about Thanksgiving. But in all sincerity, Thanksgiving is the time to really look at all the blessings that we have. And you, the people of the world, are a blessing to me and Hal. And you give us a chance to do this. And uh, Hal, I love you, brother. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: I love you too, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you. And don't worry, everybody.
0: We got this. We got this.
1: Maximumfun.org
0: Comedy and culture Artist-owned Audience supported.